Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Like you don't have to be the enthusiastic extroverted person. You just get to be you. And I think that's a huge opportunity for this one because remember, they're hiring a person, not just a resume. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name is Emma. I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional, and together we're excited to give you all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey, Em, and welcome back, interview bosses. Who are we giving a big fat shoot your shot shout out to this week? It goes to Julie, who bought us three coffees, which is so kind. And this message just warmed my heart so much. She said, buying you around with my first new paycheck. I was starting to feel taken for granted at my old place. We were understaffed and I was nearly the last person in my department while being kept on a temporary contract. Meanwhile, I was concerned that a rocky employment history might mean a long and painful job search like I'd had in the past. I landed an interview for a job that would be a big step up and a 40% Hey Rise, and the morning of, I found your podcast while looking for inspiration. The morning of, gosh, that stresses me out. I listened to an episode about best bits and thank goodness I did. The interview was like nothing I'd experienced before. It was almost like a quiz. What are our main markets and how would you grow them? What support do we offer clients? How would you contribute, etc. Thanks to preparing my best bits, I was ready to proactively showcase the things I wanted to talk about and absolutely aced the interview. So much so that they offered me the job even though I had a pre-planned holiday during their busiest time of year. When I had my meeting with the VP in charge of my division, she told me the interview panel raved about me afterward. Thank you both for your miracle worker of a podcast. All in one day, Julie. What a game changer. How good is that? That is the best. And it just goes to show if you prepare the right way, even if you get a bizarre interviewer who has no idea what they're doing and it's such a weird interview, you know that you can come out having said what you needed to say. Yep. Because let's say you weren't expecting, oh, what do we do for our clients and how would you contribute? Let's say you like knew maybe one thing about what they do for clients. You could say, I saw on the website that you do blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you about a time where I delivered blah, blah, blah. Like you've got your best bit. You can go like, okay, I don't know that thing, but how do I work in one of my stories? Great. That's something that I can say. And because you've already thought about your story in advance, you still sound confident in that answer. I love that. So good. It's awesome. Thank you, Julie. And well done. If you have an 
an interview coming up that's not today, check out one of my one-on-one coaching sessions. You can find out all about them at interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. And if you liked one of our episodes, used a tip we sent you or want to request an episode specifically on your situation or industry, slide into our DMs and you could be that person. But if you're going to slide in and request something, please follow us. You can't just come in and take. You've got to give. You've got to show your support. It's a mandatory follow. It is. I get a little upset when people are just like, help, I have this thing tomorrow. Help right now. And I'm like, hang on, follow us, (laughs) please. And then we will happily give you advice. And also, we may not see it straight away. I'm sorry in advance. It's just, you know, we can't be constantly waiting for messages, unfortunately. So this episode isn't necessarily a listener request this time. It's actually about a trend that I've seen in the coaching sessions that I've been doing. I've done hundreds by this point, hundreds. And I would say probably the most common thing that people come in and need help with, they don't even necessarily think they need help with it. But what we end up spending a lot of time working on is their tell me about yourself. And it occurred to me the other day that we've got lots of episodes which talk about the importance of the tell me about yourself and having a good one. We talk about storytelling, but we haven't really gotten super specific on exactly what it's for. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there. So this is our episode to clear that all up. I love it. Let's find out exactly what goes in there, what doesn't, why, help you nut it out a bit more because I think this is uncomfortable for people because when it's with your experience, you can be like, yeah, this one time I did this. But when you're trying to give an overall synopsis of your life, it feels a bit uncomfortable. It can to some people. I think people overcook it. And I think most people have this skill. I believe that all people have the ability to do this and we're going to prove it to you. Let's do it. So what should your tell me about yourself do? I like to say to people, it's your only opportunity in most cases for a free response in an interview. Most of the rest of the time, they're asking you a particular question and you've got to answer about that topic. You don't just get to talk about whatever. This is the only question they ask you where you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. If there's some real personal connection you have to the company, great. If you've got a really amazing backstory, great. If you are making a career change and you want to tell them about why it makes sense for you, great. You get to have your own agenda. I see people come up with something really simple and I just think it's a waste of an opportunity. You've got two or three minutes to say whatever you want to say, make sure you take full advantage. So that's the first thing it should do. Yeah, this is your freedom. Say what you want to say. Those little caveats and the weird little things that you're not going to write on a resume, why you left your last job or any things that you're nervous about, the career gap, like this is your time to address it. Get in first. Exactly. The things that are really important to you as well. The other really big thing it does, it explains your career pathways. I think a lot of people think, you have my resume in front of you. Why do you need me to read it out? Well, they're not looking for you to read it out. Your resume is like the facts, right? It's kind of like saying, you know, someone's life. If you said, oh, you know, their parents were this person, they had this many kids, they worked here. That's not the story of their life. That's just the facts of what they did, right? The story is, then we moved and then I got promoted and then I got headhunted to another company and then COVID hit and everything changed and then I had a career change into this and all the parts of the nuance around the job titles. None of what I just said was job titles, right? It's all the story parts of your life. That's the stuff they want to know. And this is also your chance to show your personality. 
the stuff on your resume is boring old dot points. This is time to add some color. Be expressive. Say, yeah, and I loved that. Or, you know, I moved here and that didn't really work out how I thought. And be a human and not just rattle off dot points. Yeah. Exactly. And if you are the kind of person who likes a bit of humor, it's an opportunity to put some of that in there. If there's something you're really passionate about, it's an opportunity to get passionate about it and tell them about that. If you are looking for something in particular or you're very strong values focused, it's an opportunity to tell them about that too. You get to have your personality come through and it doesn't have to be an extroverted personality. Like You don't have to be the enthusiastic extroverted person. You just get to be you. And I think that's a huge opportunity for this one because remember, they're hiring a person, not just a resume. And also a great opportunity to talk about your likes and dislikes. In terms of dislikes, because you're obviously not going to go in there and be like, I hate slow walkers. I hate data entry. But could that sound more like, yeah, when I first started out in my career, you know, I really thought that radio was it. I really thought that's what I wanted to do. And then I got in and I realized radio is not actually for me. And I actually really prefer print long form. So now I'm applying for this job with your local paper. Exactly. And then I would want to know a little bit more detail on that. What was it about radio that you felt like you were missing? Maybe it's the opportunity for longer form content. I didn't get to dive into things more or... Yeah, you were just scraping Skimming. the surface every day. Yeah, totally. All of that stuff is really important. All those episodes we've done on knowing yourself, your values, what you enjoy about a kind of role. Remember that episode we talked about, do you really like change? Do you really like structure? Do you really like all that stuff? They want to know those things. And we talk constantly about, you don't want to make that up to match the job because- What if they reject you for a thing that you made up and actually the truth was that you would have been a really good fit? And then what if they reject you for something that's true? That might actually not be a very good company for you. That They might have done you a favor there. So Yes, this has to be genuine. And if this doesn't fit in, like if you've never done something and realized you didn't like it, don't say that. Don't put that in. Just say, these are the parts I like more of the industry. And so, yeah. Or like, hey, I'm not targeting really big companies. I like working for smaller businesses or I worked for this kind of environment and now I want to go back to a public hospital system because I appreciate the focus on inclusivity. I don't know. Those are the things that you get to talk about the positives. And they sometimes with that, it's kind of attached to, I want this and therefore I'm choosing not to have the alternative option. Yeah. And obviously why you're there. So personal anecdotes, do you know someone that used to work there? Have you always wanted a job like this? Is there just something specific that stands out to you? That's a really big part. Like where are you at the moment? Are you looking for work at the moment? Are you not working? Are you between jobs? Are you currently actively looking? Were you just excited about this role? What's your current situation? And you really do have to talk about why you're leaving. I know there's some advice out there that says avoid the question. Absolutely do not avoid the question. They want to know. It's kind of like if you said you wanted to date someone and you were never, ever allowed to ask them why their last relationship ended. You might want to know that might be relevant information, you know? That's very true. Isn't it? Like imagine if you just never asked, you just never found out why that last relationship ended. That would just be awful. It would be weird. You need to know. So true. Employers feel like that too. Tell me about some common mistakes that you see when people are giving theirs. Yes. So I don't want this to come across as, hey, you're doing these things wrong or whatever, but this is what I tend to see when people turn up with their tell me about yourself that they've already pre-prepped. First of all, I think people don't spend much time on this at all. For me, it kicks off the whole interview. 
you can pre-prepare it completely. If you get any kind of an intro question, you get to tell this story. You get to know exactly what you're about to say. So you can have it be very rehearsed, very polished, very pre-prepared. I was just going to say, for anyone that like thrives with audio, after you've done your other important prep about your best bits, because prep on that should come first, record yourself saying the perfectly polished tell me about yourself and pop it in your ears and listen to it on repeat while you're cooking dinner. And the goal isn't to obviously memorize it word for word, but it's to feel confident that you know that story inside out. So when you go in, it's just going to be a great way to kickstart your interview knowing, yes, I nailed that and the morale will just flow. Yeah, it starts it off on a really strong note. And I think even if the rest of the interview is really challenging or there's curly questions or something happens, you've made a really great first impression and you've also kicked yourself off with a little confidence boost as well. So I'd say people don't do enough prep. That's probably the number one thing. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all-new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step-by-step-by-step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. I'd say the second thing is people don't know when to tell it. And I find this happens a lot. They think that if they don't say the exact words, tell me about yourself, then they think it's a different question. They're like, oh, but they've said, walk me through your CV. So that's a different thing. No, this is important because (laughs) you can easily, you're stressed in there. And then they say some other variation that's like, outline your experience and how that could make you good in this role. It's the same question, just disguised. It's just wearing a mustache. So take a deep breath and remember, it's the same shit and write all that shit off anyway. That is so true. I always tell people they're all the same question. Don't take it too literally. They don't mean literally walk me through your CV. You're giving so much credit and so much meaning on the exact choice of words the interviewer said. Their job was to walk in and ask an icebreaker question and it just came out a certain way and here you are changing your whole answer based on the word they picked. If it's a generic kind of introduce yourself, tell me why you're here, walk me through your CV, tell us a little bit about you outside of work even, like any version of an icebreaker, a kickoff question, an open-ended kind of question, tell your tell me about yourself story the exact same way. And even if they were weird or something and said like, what do you do on the weekends or something, like I'm saying the tell me about yourself and then I'll just slip in a line about, yeah, and on the weekends I enjoy this. I'm not going to fucking spend five minutes telling you about what I do on the weekends. Exactly. That's the whole mindset of being like, I am going to tell this answer come hell or high water. No matter what. (laughs) Exactly. The only difference is if they don't give you anything of an intro question at all and they go straight into, tell me about a time. Yes. Yeah. You fixed a problem. You're like, oh, okay, I can't do it for that. But- with the exception of them not asking you one, yeah, they say, tell me about what you do outside of work. I would go, let me give you a bit of background on me in my career first, and then I'll tell you a bit about me outside of work. And then I'd launch into it. And I'd maybe do a slightly shorter version to get to the end so that I could add the part at the end and maybe skip a little bit of detail along the way, but the story would be the exact same. 
Now, on that note, I find that people also do the tell me about yourself and then they stop and they don't say why they're there or why they've applied for this role because they're waiting going, well, they didn't ask me that. They haven't asked me why I've applied for this role. If you don't do the why you've applied for this role, you don't have a good ending because you're like, and then I came to work at my current job. It's like wrapping a present and you've folded all the corners and you've stuck it down, but you haven't put sticky tape. And so it's (laughs) going to fling back up and you haven't finished it. You were so close. Just tighten it all up and package it up. It's like reading a book and you stop the last two pages. You don't read them. It's like, you've told me this whole story and then you finished with, and that's how I ended up in my current job. And they're like, why are you here? (laughs) You have to do that bit together. It's tell me about yourself and why you've applied. That's what you should be thinking about. Em, what are the other common mistakes that we had in mind? Thinking that you're talking for too long, but really you can spend three minutes on this and it's going to feel long because it's unnatural to talk about yourself. You're nervous, but it's don't make it 30 seconds and stop. Take your time to say what you need to say. Two minutes is probably more common, but you have time, two to three minutes. That is a long time of talking. Time yourself to it to practice doing it for the full time. Every time I ask someone, how did that feel when they've given me their version? They're like, oh, it's too long. Every single time they tell me it's too long. And every single time I say it's not too long. I don't think I've ever told someone it's too long. Wow. That says something. Unless you have no storyline and no structure, then it might feel long because I'm confused and I don't know what's going on. Otherwise, it's not too long. Also, not showing any personality and it just being really factual and like flat and dull. You want to put some shine in there. And sticking to your resume and saying, here's what I did in this role. Here was my responsibilities. That's the part that they already have. They have that on your resume. Yeah, you've got to give the human element. Yes. Some of those you might end up talking about. I was responsible for this and I really liked it, but you're not there to list out, here's what I did in that job. Definitely. Another big thing that we see, and we talk about this a lot, is people wanting to avoid mentioning things in their tell me about yourself because they're nervous, whether it's, you know, they got fired, whether it's having a big career break or having a couple of random jobs that aren't linked to their experience. But Sarah, what's always our advice about this? (laughs) If you're going to have to tie yourself in knots telling this story to go around that thing that you don't want to mention, it's going to get in the way and it's going to seem weird and it's going to sound like you're hiding something say the thing and move on. We've got a whole episode about that. I'm not going to repeat myself. Go and find that episode if you're trying to avoid something. And also when it doesn't seem like you know yourself, like they're talking around and they're a bit, it doesn't really make sense. You have to know yourself so you can convince other people what you're like. Yeah. I find that this comes up a bit and I feel like if you can't even describe yourself, how am I going to to be convinced of what your strengths and skills are when you haven't even worked them out. It's a bit odd. It's like you've never ever reflected on your career and what you've liked and what you haven't liked and why you made certain choices. And like, I don't know, I just ended up here. Oh, okay. Like I ask people that question sometimes in interviews or over the phone and they go, oh, I've never really thought about it. What? You've never really thought about why you went into the industry that you've worked in for 15 years? What do you mean you've never really thought about it? Yeah. You could say I fell into it. That's okay. You don't have to have a reason. I just... It's like they're on autopilot. You've yeah. never self-reflected. You just dissociated and ended up here. What? Yeah. <laughs> you just a zombie walking through life and somebody offered you a job and you went that way and somebody offered you a job and you went... You've never had any opinions. It's okay for that to be the case, but you should say that. Oh, and I had no clue what I was going to do and someone offered me something and I went to do it. But if you're like, oh, I don't know, I've got no idea, 
It makes you seem like a bit of an airhead. Yeah, or it's like, well, how am I going to get to know you if you don't even know you? Mm. That's how it feels. Also, if you don't have a good storyline, if it jumps all over the place and you go back to something you mentioned before, then back to the current day, it can confuse them. Try and make it linear. Start and boom. Or have some themes that go through. We'll talk about that in a sec. The last thing I think is reading or memorizing it word for word. You tend to lose a bit of personality and you also go much faster when you're saying it as well, when you've got it word for word, because you're not having to do any thinking. So you should have it prepped and you should have the ideas in an order and even some, you know, some idea of how you're going to say each thing, but it should be slightly different every time because it keeps the human element to it. Natural. Yeah. Now it's time for building your tell me about yourself. What do Mm -hmm. we need to include? What's important to think about? Here's a bit of a strategy of like, how do you go about actually getting this thing together? Like, how do we break it down? Other than just like coming up with a story and writing it down, how do we break down some of the steps? So first, I think you need to think about, are there any anecdotes that you want to include? Em, I think you've talked about before, the country girl anecdote is something you like to talk about or like stories from what you liked when you were a kid. Pretending to read the news as a kid and making my family sit through it. Yeah. They don't always have to be things as a kid. It could even be like when I was in this job, we had someone come into the business and it just, you know, that presentation never, that never left me. Like stories and things that you want to tell of like stuff that can help you craft a little bit of a story or give some insight into you or explain how, oh, you know, I always found myself doing these types of things and just anecdotes about you that you might want to include. So do a bit of a brainstorm of what are some of those anecdotes that you might be able to work into your story. Also think about where do you want to start in time? If you've had quite a lengthy career, you're not like me with only two bits of experience. You're not going to start from the first job necessarily, unless that first job you had is the most relevant. So pick what's the you know most Sensical way to start. Do you start with Sens- the job that you had for the longest time? Sensical as opposed time? to nonsensical. <laughs> yes. Do you want to start with the job that you had for 20 years and then, you know, you've since had one more job and then this current job you're interviewing for? Find somewhere that makes sense. Yeah. And you can still include like, oh, I did a background. I spent X amount of years in X and then I started at blah, blah, blah. You can still say something to refer to that experience, but you don't have to necessarily go into detail about it. And I think this is a key thing that's going to help you start to build your tell me about yourself story. After graduation is a really common place for people to start. After I graduated from XYZ degree, then I did XYZ. That's a very common place for people to start. But like you say, Em, if you've got more experience, there might be something else. Maybe you start with, hey, at this point I had a career change. I started my career in this area. Then here I had a career change and that's when you go into Since the then I've been doing X, Y, Z. Yeah, I like exactly. It. I like it. Now think about what roles can you group together and what would you like to go into more detail on? So if you've had three customer service jobs, you can kind of lump them together. You don't need to individually talk about every single one. And maybe, you know, your administration job, you want to go into more detail on because that's more relevant. Yeah. And you get to make that choice. You don't have to lump them together. You can talk about them all individually, but is it going to feel like, and then I went here and then I went there and then I went there and then I started here. And then I actually, it just, you can get into, and then, and then, and then. That's how little kids tell stories. And then and she and and then I'm going to get and then you want to go. Can well, it just you? reminds me of Dude Where's My Car. And then I feel like that hasn't aged well. But still, it's it's that same concept of and then and then and then. It's not a great story when it's just adding more detail. So let's say you've had a lot of contract roles or something, and then I did this and then I did that. You could say, 
I had several contract roles where I did this kind of thing. Then I went on to here. You get to choose where do I want to spend time talking about and where do I want to just skip or gloss over? Also, try and do some reflection on what you liked, disliked, and learnt from each role. We have a whole episode about this and knowing yourself and reflecting on it. This is something I definitely need to do more because I don't think I do this as much as I should. But it shows, A, self-awareness. And if the role that you're applying for is similar, like... They want to know what you didn't like about it because what if that theme is the exact same here? So if you say, oh, I really hated data entry and they're like, I hate to tell you this, this is a lot of data entry. It just helps everyone. I think that's what people don't understand about the tell me about yourself. If I could leave you with one thing, it's that companies aren't hiring someone for purely their skills and their qualifications. I know you might like to think that or that's, you know, you can get tricked into thinking that, but You're hiring a person and there might be five different people who are qualified, but they also want someone who wants to be there, who is going to enjoy the role, who's maybe going to get stretched and grow in the role, who's going to have some development, who can give back. Like The motivation piece is important to a company just as much as your skill set. That's what they're going to learn from you by when you share what you liked, what you disliked, what you learnt, what you grow, all those kinds of things. We don't have to include dislike and learn for every single role, but do some brainstorming. That will help you find out if there's some themes or an overall story that you can link together. There you have it. I hope that has helped you piece together your tell me about yourself a little bit more. It's really important. If you spend some time on it and nail it, you'll feel so good for the rest of your interview, knowing that at least you nailed that. Totally. Kicks it off on the right foot. I'm going to hear some great tell me about yourself stories now. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts and help even more people. For advice, fun memes, and all helpful tips in video form, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss and make sure you follow. we've been your job search besties and helped you in some way there's a cool way you can support the show shout us a virtual coffee we get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa if you keep us caffeinated we can keep the content coming <laughs>